Hello and welcome to the Technical Footballer Podcast, dedicated to creating better players with advice from professionals all across the country. Today we'll be joined by Burnley midfielder Ismail Diallo and how he managed to break out of academy football within Arsenal. He'll also be telling us his captivating story on coming back from an ACL injury all before the age of 18 years old. I really hope you enjoy this one guys, it's a really motivating one. So without further ado, here's Ismail. Yeah, so um, my name is Ishmael Diallo. Um, I just recently just signed for Burnley Football Club. I just signed just Jan- this September, just passed. Um, so history of my career so far. So I was, I was at Brighton. I started my career at Brighton. I always lived in Brighton. Then um, after a season at Brighton, um, Arsenal came in for me. So um, I signed for um, Arsenal and I spent eight years at Arsenal. And yeah, so after Arsenal, after, after eight years, I got released at the age of you know, 16, 16, 17. Then um, I spent a couple of years. I, I, when I got released during that time, I got injured before I could find a club. So I spent around recovery time. I did my ACL, which is one of the biggest injuries you can do as a footballer, which uh, like, you know, it took me a long time to recover from. So I spent around um, two years injured, around 18 months to two years injured, including, so including surgery, reco- from injury to surgery to recovery time to be on the pitch. So like, a couple of back on the pitch, then recovering again, all together around 18 months. And then to coming back now. So this is me coming back now to my first club since the injury and signing for Burnley. So at the moment, I'm up here now at Burnley Football Club and I'm loving it. Burnley, loving it. So I didn't actually know that. Um, so you were at Brighton to start with. So you were from, yeah. but scouts from, from Brighton originally came yeah. to you, is that right? Yeah, so um, I was so I played locally all the time. I started my football at like everybody else, Sunday league, playing, playing, enjoying it, playing a lot of football, like you know, playing a couple of years up. I literally just played for fun, and then out of nowhere, um, Brian came in. They were my local team there, like living in Brian, playing around there. So obviously, like I was, I was doing well. So a lot of people knew who I was, and yeah, and I was just, Brian. Brian came in a couple of years before, but I didn't want to go because you know, I was enjoying my football so much, playing with my mates, and you know, oh, scoring nice. goals. So, you know, that type of stuff. So he didn't really want to go leave that type of thing. So, um, but at the end, my family convinced me, like, you know, like, I'm my managers, my coaches, everybody convinced me, like, you know, this is my next step. Because obviously they feel like suddenly it's getting a bit easy for me because I was doing really well, playing a couple of years mm-hmm. up and I still like, you know, doing well. So I feel like, you know, going to Brighton and see how it is. So I went into Brighton. Um, this is before Brighton, you know, were like Premier League club, before they were like, they were in championship, uh, championship time, I think. And they were just coming from League One, the championship. This is when Brighton's rising up. And before they built the stadium and everything, so this is long before they were like in a proper academy. They were at the moment they were cent- center of excellence. They were so like quite a few levels below being actually an established academy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we played like a lot of teams. We play like an you know, older show, Brentford, them type of teams. Now some of the teams now, them teams are like you know in conference now. Um, so yeah, I spent a year at Brighton and I was doing well playing, playing a couple of years up. Um, Brighton, um, yeah, and I was doing well then. Out of nowhere, like I never thought, like at that time, because in my head I just thought, like I know about football, but in my head I thought how academy worked was, you know, you play for your academy until you get like, you know, reach the first team, and if you're good enough, then like, you know, the first team will come and sign you. Then like out of nowhere, Arsenal came in, Arsenal and Chelsea and a few other teams came in, and yeah, they offered like Arsenal for me a contract, so I didn't hesitate. I just literally went straight away because like, you know, Arsenal how big they are and how like, you know, they develop a lot of players. That's like, you know, I thought that's. That's the way I need to be, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah so that's where it is. And I signed for Arsenal. And because I was living in Brighton at the time. So, first, the first, first, let's say, six months of it, I was traveling up from Brighton, 
you know, had school in Brighton, so I, I'll train in the evening, go school, leave school a bit early before he finishes, then I'll travel up, travel up to um, London, train, after training, you know, travel back to Brighton, then be ready for, go to sleep, like, we'll come back around midnight or like one o'clock, then have school in the morning, then I go to school, same repeat every single day, pretty much, like, I was doing that for almost like a year. Um, so wow. until then, also, it, was, it, was, it was quite difficult to do it because you'd be so tired, you come in so late, so tired, then you have to go to school early in the morning. Then after school, wow. you have to go to travel, go home, get changed, travel to London. Sometimes the traffic was bad, like some occasions where we would get there, the traffic is so bad, by the time we get to train, the train will be finished. So we have to travel back, like, so, you know, wow. then type of moments as well. So, you know, it's wow. crazy. Yeah. And yeah, this is, and yeah, it's not this yeah. exactly the sort of stuff that I wanted to touch upon. Because this yeah. topic was going to be on, it's all about how to stand out in academy football. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's you know it's a known thing that you know almost 0.1% of players make it out of academy football. Uh, yeah. Chances are very very low. Um, so yeah, we well obviously you've just done a bit of explaining there, but but we just yeah. want to go into a bit more of your story there. So obviously that's one sacrifice that. that yeah made there at a seriously young age yeah. uh, the travelling from Brighton to Arsenal what, what other sacrifices have you had, had to make um, um, you are today so the biggest sacrifice I had to make because at that young age so um, at that young age around I think about 11 10, 11 um, at Arsenal we decided to move me up to Diggs so what Diggs is is where you move into like a family a host family mm -hmm. that you know that looks after you so you can you know you basically live in a distance where near the club where you stay with them and then so you can train regularly. So Arsenal decided to put me into Diggs, so they moved me from Brighton um, to stay with like a family in London. So I can, you know, so I live, so I'll be close to the training ground where I'll be going to school in London. And I'll be, after that, I'll go to training so I can be involved a lot around the club. So that's like the biggest sacrifices that I had to do was like leave home at a really young age around. So, you know, and then moving to London where I didn't know, I didn't know anybody. The family, I didn't know them before. So I just put into a family and then obviously, which now I'm really close to them. They're like a second family to me. Like, you know, I'm really, oh, really close nice. to them. Like, you know, I still speak to them regularly now. They check up on me. Their family, like, I, I still, they almost, they, they, they are basically like my second family now. Um, that's how close we are that's to nice. them. So, and then, so even yeah. that, when I moved up, I got printed. Uh, obviously, this complete, Brian and London are two completely different places. So, like, you know, coming up to live in London, that like, on your own as well. And then, you know, um, mm. like, and then going to a school where you didn't know anybody at the same time as well, like a completely different, like, you know, environment, all that type yeah. of thing. And Arsenal, a completely different, like, environment to the team and the brand and everything. So it's almost like a whole new start with everything, that, like... Actually, this moment, yeah. to touch upon that a little bit. Yeah. From Brighton to yeah. Arsenal, as a kid, like, asking you, I think, obviously, well, way back now. Yeah. But, the big difference, like, to you thinking, well, this is like a step ahead. Was it the facilities? Was it the training? Was it the game day that was more competitive? What what stuck out when you went from Brighton to Arsenal? Um, literally, literally everything. Everything was completely different. It was literally a completely different world. Like the, how we trained, how everything we did, it was completely different to Brian, what I'm used to. Because um, obviously I was in Diggs, um, I was in Diggs, so I was close to the training ground. So I almost, so pretty much rather than just training with my age group, because I was around the training ground all the time. So I would end up training a lot. So I would train with almost every age group that's around. Because yeah, when I, when I finish school, I'll come around to the training ground. And then even days when I don't train. So like, so it, I didn't want to just be at home and just not doing anything at a young age. So I just decided to come to training ground, which is like, literally it wasn't even a five minutes walk. So I just walk around, you know, from the school to the training ground and then I'll be in the building 
and maybe like a maybe under 15s will be training i'll ask to join in or like maybe like under 18s on like under 16 on 15 whoever's training so i would sometimes ask to join in instead of just sitting around so you know like that's what like that's what it was and what was the biggest difference was like the players like technically they were so much more advanced like the football intelligence like you know how the players were it was like it's completely different the style of coaching the detail they go into at a really young age like you know we have like when it comes to match days we play the team on a, on a weekend we do analysis on the team how they play like you know their formations who's like wow. you know, every, literally everything almost like they, like what the first team would do they replicate it all the way down to the youth team to the academies all the way down so it's almost like you know it's in the dna of the whole club so you know how the first team play so that you get drilled in this from a young age so all That's the way great. through so once you know it it's almost like when you move through the age groups it's nothing really changes just the intensity gets quicker and quicker and obviously the play is like intensity quicker it's sharper so all that type of things so like the players like arsenal was you know they were different cross like I, I was lucky enough like you know i came in and i was i played i played i was playing a few years up sometimes so i had the like i was lucky enough to play with a lot of different players so some players who i played with now like you know bakayo saka who was in the same age group as me who we grew up together played up together um Bakayo Saka, Armstrong, Ecoflex, he's at Celtic now, he's done really well there. Um, I played I played, I played there with Reese Nelson, um, Joe Willock, mm-hmm. um, Charlie Normal, all these and names. Sorry, Bispo, just to mention some of the HLN boys there. Um, yeah. When you were younger, was it like they were quite on par to where you were? Or were you in those squads thinking, wow, these boys are really, really good? Like, you see them. Yeah, a lot. Um, our team, Arsenal, we were, I was lucky to be in a really good team. So all of our players were like, you know, the standards were really high. All the players were quality players. And also like, you know, like players, a lot of players produce magic on different occasions. But then also you have the players who some, some are more consistent than others. But the players who you see on TV now, they're like, you know, they've always been like, they obviously they always, to be at Arsenal, you have to be technically very good. And then stuff like that. So, and then obviously they to manage to play for the first team. They always been really good. And then, and then they just changed their game. They literally when they got opportunity to the first team, they just literally snapped it up and took it. Mm-hmm. So that's what like the difference. Like, but all they like, um, you wouldn't say they were bad players. But obviously, like, wouldn't like they were. They were always been very good players. Obviously, they've been at Arsenal, but they just, you know, when they got opportunity to the first team, they just took their game to the next level. Yeah, that's what the difference was. So obviously, even though yeah. they had so many good players, they just had the opportunity and they literally just snapped it up without you know. Not messing around, so that's why they, yeah. like you know, there was. That's why we have Arsenal at the moment. Got so many young players going through. Like when they took, they had opportunity, they took it up. Where and Arsenal had a lot of faith in them as well, especially when um, when Arteta came in on Emery as well. So a lot of players got opportunity because it was like it was going through a change. So definitely, you know that definitely. allowed them to you know show show yeah. them like show what they made of. Yeah, yeah. And is I want to touch on um, what you mentioned earlier because. You said obviously you were away from home, you were away from Brighton, etc. around those parts. And obviously you yeah. have your second family and sometimes just to keep yourself busy, you you, yeah. you play extra games, you play extra football. Uh, what was yeah. the thinking there? Well, was it because you were simply just bored or, or was it because you just wanted to get better and better? Or maybe it was just, it was just to keep your mind off things? What was, what was the thinking there? Um, what it was like, um I came to Arsenal because at that age, I, I was a bit more developed than a lot of the players. I, you know, physically, I was a bit more developed. And obviously, some of the players were a lot smaller, but technically, they were like different class. So, um, I, obviously, I was technical to be at Arsenal, but at the same time, I felt a lot of players were technically better than me. Like, you know, so 
I felt like I need to do a bit more to mm. improve on that or a bit more yeah. to get the extras, you know, to meet, like, you know, to compete with them. Um, so I basically took every opportunity I could, like, you know, try and work on that because, you know, Arsenal, our training is really technical. Most of it, all of the training is pretty much technical. So the more technical, the more opportunity you get to work on your, like, you know, the basic, the technical ability, um, the more, like, your high chance of improving on them. So that's what I basically looked on, trying to work on, like, everything, everything they taught us. Uh, technical ability, get on the ball, being confident on the ball. Because you know, Arsenal, when you're confident on the ball, like that's that's how you can express yourself. So mm. you know, like, so, like and, yeah, so that's that's the main reason behind it. And at the same time, as well, like, um, because I was I was away from home, so like I felt like I needed to be there. Like, there's no point moving away from your family and then literally going to another family and you're sitting around like doing like what you would be doing at home. So also, I felt like I you know there's a reason why I was there, and I didn't want to waste the opportunity. So that's why I was literally at the training garden mm. all the time, and yeah, definitely, definitely. No, no, no. That's uh, that's brilliant. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, I absolutely love that um, because because you know, even at such a young age, I think it's quite easy to have the mentality of, "Oh, look, I'm here now. That's it. Yeah, I can rest. I can chill a bit." You know, because yeah. even at that age, you're you're so young, and. Yeah. Tend to have that mindset, that willingness. No, look, I'm, I'm here, and yes, everyone's good. So I, I need to get better. I need to get better because it's. I mean, even for some like myself, like this, this sort of stuff comes on just, just, just a little bit later. But to have that at such, such a young age, that's absolutely. Um, and I take it you were gathered around different sorts of people that had that yeah. mentality as well. They wanted to work on it. They wanted to get better and better and that only made you better as well from yeah that's, yeah um we had a lot of like because of the quality was so high at arsenal the players and everybody was like you know wanted to improve on stuff the people who were super technical wanted to be even more technical people mm. were like you know physically not that strong they worked on their stuff which everybody was trying to work on something so wow. and then that so that kind of almost brought like you know a community of players that wanted to help each other so like in training where we have so we sometimes have a lot of time around the training ground. We go out, like example, with if you're like a midfielders, we do a bit of passing together. Like we do different work on a different type of range of passing, maybe like a jewel pass, a longer pass, like a floaty pass, or like you know different type of passes, left foot, right foot, just to help each other out. Or sometimes you might do something with like we introduce to maybe the wingers, or we introduce like the fullbacks, where you might you know we just like think of something that might happen in the game, in the scenario. That also just helps us like the link up between the teams. So you might have the midfielders in the middle doing some passes, and then one might spray out to the wide area for the fullback to cross the ball in for the striker to finish. So all mm. these little moves, like you know, you could just replicate in Classic, the game yeah. scenario because you know that them stuff really happen in the game. But the more you work on them, like at training, become like second nature when you come to the game. And all muscle memory, in, muscle memory exactly. So that's where it is. And and then at them time, we didn't really think so advanced on that on that time. We just thought like you know. They just have like you know we had the training ground we got all this stuff let's go and have a little bit of fun you know just like, improve our stuff like we're doing it for fun as well like you know we didn't think of it like now we're gonna do it to like you know like to impress this person or to do this to do that we just did it on our own just like you know a bit of fun because sometimes we might be bored or sometimes because we're there already just something to do rather than you know just wasting Oof. the time while you're there or like sometimes when you're off the train you wait to get picked up by your parents or like you know by the minibus like yeah wow 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 yeah some great stuff to be thinking about definitely definitely um so i'm probably fast forwarding a little bit i think i'm not yeah. I'll be wrong here I, I, I might be wrong so the next question was how frequently 
would you speak to coaches um, just to try and get better, just to try and ask, what do I need to improve on? How, how do I get into the starting 11? What do I, do, what I need to do to play this position? Did you, did you ever have moments like that? Where you, you um, Arsenal, Arsenal, the way, the environment and how it was, you had opportunity to speak to coaches a lot. Because, you know, after game, we had a lot of reviews on the way we played. And then, like, because all the games were filmed. So, after, let's say we played on a, on that age, we'd be playing on a Sunday. Let's say we played on a Sunday. And then, we come in on a Monday to do some training. So, mostly the Monday training session, we're going to start with, like, analysis. Watching over the game we played. And then, the coach, you talk about, like, you know, like, the good stuff we did. Maybe the stuff we need to improve on. And then, we go in groups and we get opportunity to speak amongst ourselves and with the manager, talk about like how, how we fought the game went as a team, as individuals and what type of stuff like that. And then at that moment as well, you have an opportunity to speak to the manager as well, to, you know, to ask him. I personally always had a good relationship with the managers um, where I was confident and comfortable enough because obviously I was in the training ground so much. A lot of people, the staff knew who I was and like, you know, I was there so much a lot. And then I just like, you know, spoken to a lot of coaches. Um, so anything I felt like I needed to ask or I don't understand, I wasn't really shy about it. I just felt mm -hmm. like, you know, because the coaches were so open to it as well. They, like, they like that type of stuff. They want you to ask questions. They want you to like, you know, when you ask questions, that's, that for them, it shows that like, you you understanding, you want to learn and they're like, mm -hmm. you know, you're curious about stuff. So like, yeah, for me, uh, always, always like after games, even during the game, or even at halftime, I will ask the manager, like, you know, if I don't understand anything at halftime, I ask and say, you know, oh, like this is happening in midfield or like maybe the rotation in midfield, I'm getting like, maybe let's say like a team is playing like a formation in midfield and you feel like they're getting through you so easily and you try and but it's not working, the formation you're playing or something. Like at halftime I'm I'll be saying to the manager, like, you know, like like they're getting through the midfield, like I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. What do I need to do? Maybe I'm with like, you know, the shape wasn't good enough, maybe the gaps are too big in the midfield or something like that. So and sometimes we'll say this with the coach because they'll be watching from the side or like, you know, they'll say something, or maybe the gap like maybe they're playing different formation where the midfield mm -hmm. are overloaded. Or like the midfield the uh, the wingers are not attacking enough, the, like, the gaps are too big, mm -hmm. anything Agreed. like that. So, so stuff like that, you think about, so you go back on the pitch and you can adjust it there and then, rather than sometimes you wait until after the game where, you, like, you know, the game is gone now, stuff like that. So I normally like to do it on the pitch as well and then even more after the game as well. Yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. I, I love that because even now, now my age, I've, I've had moments like that as well when you're in the midfield and, yeah. That that was way too easy, and yeah. these guys aren't at, like technically better than you. They're not technically yeah. more gifted than you. So how how yeah. through so easy? So you're thinking it might be yeah. a cool thing like do, do we need an extra mid, mid, midfield room? And yeah. and and sometimes it's one of those things where you can't really tell when you're in the game. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Trying to focus on your game. Um, yeah. You see, from a coach's point of view, yeah. Yeah. You see, you see the whole game, so they can see yeah. a three v three or it's a four v three. So yeah, no, no, man, I agree, agree with that totally. Um, next, next question was I, I was going to ask about how much in individual training have you done, and do you think it separated you from from others that that you think may, may not have made it? Because I've seen bits on your Instagram that I mentioned before. We see where well you you put in that hard work, you put in that shift. Um, even when you've been injured, etc. How much do you think individual training has helped your collective football in general? Um, I think individual training massively improved, like helped me a lot. I, I would say that's one of the biggest factors as well of you know 
that's one of the biggest factors of, for me, like, you know, to where I'm right now. Because, you know, like, after being getting released by Arsenal and then having a setback or being injured straight away, even, like, literally straight away I got released, like, before I could find the club, I was still on the contract at Arsenal. But then, uh, you know, I was injured. And then the recovery time when I had to come back to get fit, um, that was a big thing. So, you know, like, I was, everything was, I have to, I have to do everything on my own back. I didn't have anyone telling me what to do to tell me, like, you know, I need to do this, I need to work on that, I need to work on this. I just knew, obviously, all the times I've been asking, all the years, or what all have I learned. I just knew that like, the stuff I need to work on. And then, like, you know, I just, I just built, like, myself a schedule, like, you know, like, something to do, like, and then I just went at it. So, like, literally, I tried to make, like, during the lockdown, I tried to mimic so much, like, a normal training day for me, what it would be. But obviously, I went, to the, I went a bit to the extreme of it. You know, waking up extra early, waking up around five in the morning just to get the most out of the day. So, you know, wow. I just thought about, like, um, like, I just thought about, like, if I do stuff rather than sleeping in all day and waking up late and then going training, I, like, I thought of it like this. If I wake up early and train early, I'll be doing more than, like, you know, a lot of people. So by the time some people wake up, I've already done most of my training and then wow. I can go home and recover and then I can go out again to train again. So like you know, this is like um, this is what the plan that I was doing with my brother, when he was a footballer as well, was at Arsenal, then at Stoke. So he's footballer standing as well. So mm. the plan we were doing, we were doing, we were doing like eight hours a day thing, eight, eight hours a day, six days a week training. So we wake up at five in the morning, and then we leave. We wake up at five in the morning. We leave. You go to the gym, like you know, example like Arsenal. We do gym at Arsenal. So we go to the gym to do like you know, prepare for the training. Like stretch, roll, that type of things. Then we go out onto the pitch and then we train for three, four hours. And yeah. then we go, yeah. home, we go home, we go home to recover, have something to eat. Then maybe like, you know, go to sleep or do some ice bath or something like that to recover. Then That's recover, sit, like, do a bit more rolling again, stretching. And then we go out again for another four hours in the evening. So we did that, did that repeat and repeat. And the training would be like a mix of like, obviously a lot of technical stuff, a lot of ball work. So I can get a lot of touches on the ball. Then improve on, improve on your like, you know, ball mastery. Your technical ability, you're like, you know, so obviously in the game, in the game, you don't always, most of the game, you're not going to have a lot of the ball, um, depending on what team you play for and, like, and then where you are. So sometimes you don't get a lot of the ball, but when you do, it's important to like, you know, to do, be good on it. So obviously like, that's, that's what you're trying to do, a lot of touches on the ball. So when you do get the ball, you can be, you know, influential for the team rather than getting the ball and then you won't be ready and you're not confident enough to like try things or create something. So stuff like that. And then on top of that, I do like a lot of running, I love running with the ball, um, a lot of fitness, because, you know, like, playing at high, at professional level, the intensity is so high, you need to be able to cope at the 90 minutes, you know, playing full intensity, being fit, like, at high tempo, running at high speed, changing direction, everything like that. Mm -hmm. So I mix that all with, you know, training, training with the football, training, working on my sprinting mechanics, working on my change of direction, um, pretty much everything I try to work on, because, you know, as a midfielder wow. as well, as a midfielder as well, it's not just about being good on the ball, it's not just about, you know, like, you know, there's a lot more to it than just like on the ball stuff. Because you have to be able to read the game. You have to be able to be quick off the mark to try and maybe like, let's lose the ball and set and play it. Sometimes you have to, like, have to be, have to be explosive maybe to get there quickly. And, you know, jump for a header, you know, winning headers in the midfield are really important. That can be sometimes a difference of, you know, a team, you know, putting the pressure back on you and you just getting the ball back up them on them. So, you know, that's oh, really, really important. Of course. You know, um, yeah, so literally I tried to work on everything. So that's on, on the, with the lockdown. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Hectically training crazy. So, you know, brilliant. Um, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I absolutely love that. Um, because, yeah, what you just said at the end there is just pure technique. When you're able to control a 50-50 in yeah. uh, headed down, 
to the ground, take your yeah. foot on your feet and ping it out to the left wing. Yeah. All, all those little bits that build up to the past yeah. that, yeah. that you need to get right, which is which is so important. Yeah. Even even sometimes, even sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes because as a, as a kid you look at the game so much of like, you know, the midfield, you have to hit the die, you have to hit like Arsenal, they see the million pound goal, like, you know, you want to hit that beautiful, like, you know, long die through like you know something like that yeah. and, but as you get older you start learning more like you know how important the small things are because you know like the game something that that pass won't always be on and some sometime in the game you might have that pass maybe once or twice in the game so you've got to be able to do it when it when it's on so um during that time you have to be able to do all the little things within the game to you know to get to that point so maybe just even just the ball bouncing the forward you get onto it and passing the ball five yards to your teammate that sets you off again or maybe the ball coming in and you're basically just literally jumping for a header. Even though you don't win the header, you put someone off and you might go be, be like back to the defender and you gain position again. Small things like that, that all adds up as a midfielder. And then that just, you know, helps you uh, helps you to be more of a complete player rather than, you know, like just, you know, sometimes you'd be good on the ball, sometimes you know be trusted. Because you know, that's the whole thing about being a player. You've got to be like consistent in your game where you don't just have the games where you'd be like, you know, amazing in maybe the first 10, 15 minutes and you go quiet for the rest of the game. And you maybe come out, come out again. You need to be able to be like you know involved throughout the whole game. Whether it's like you know the first ten minutes, during like you know the mid halfway through the game, the last bit, like always you know try and do the basics to the to like you know be perfect the basics. That's what it is like the basics. That's what's so important. People sometimes don't understand um, when you're quite young. Like the basics of football are so important as you get older because they define a lot of things. Because like here at Burnley as well, like what I've learned. Um, but like the way they play, they play with a lot of intensity, Burnley. So there's a lot of pressing, a lot of running. So sometimes when you're tired, or you're doing all that pressing, all that running. So when you get the ball, like you can't really dribble and run around. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes it's smarter, smarter just to bounce it off and just you know, lend it to someone and get in their back and stuff like that. So that mm. also like you know, gives you time to recover and also gives you like, you know, help the team to, you know, just set up on shape. Stuff like that. Rather than, you know, getting the ball, you have to running around, getting the ball and just running again. Because like, a lot of players will be tired because, you know, they'll be running everywhere. Or like been making a lot of movement, they've made the run already, and they come back on you. If you kick it over, like you know, kick it out again in behind or something, they won't be ready for it. So stuff like that, like you know, I learned here. You just just Definitely. basically just winning headers because at Arsenal, yeah. like at Arsenal, like, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't I wasn't good at heading heading the ball. I wasn't good in the air. So because Arsenal, I was so confident, like with my technique, anything the ball, if the ball came in the air, I would confidently try and take it down. Whereas on my chest or down and play, because that's what I've been taught. Arsenal, get the ball down and play. You come to Burnley where, you know, now you're older, now you're yeah, older. So, you've obviously touched upon um, how intense your training was, all the individual bits that you were doing with your brother, um, and the slog that you was putting in, um, starting at 5 o'clock, sometimes ending at 10, 11 o'clock in the evening. Obviously, those were times when your motivation was, was super high and skyrocketed. Yeah. Were there ever times where you were quite demotivated or any times where, where you thought into your mind, uh, this might not happen in getting out of academy football? Um, yeah, to, to be fair, the start of when, um, when I went through the injury, when I had the surgery of the ACL, um, the first few months, was a, like, they were the toughest I ever had. Um, moments, I saw moments where I felt like, you know, with the pain I was going through at that time, like you feel like you're never going to recover from. Cause you know the pain in your knees, like um, your knee, your hamstring, you know they use your hamstring graft for like for the to make the new ACL. Sometimes the pain you're going through, you feel like you know like you can't recover from this. Obviously, like so you sometimes I never I never I always knew I was confident I would come back, but you know 
some moments where you've been working so hard and then you're not seeing the results. But like, you know, you've got to stay consistent with it. Them, them moments there, sometimes I feel like this is not going to happen. Like, you know, it would take longer. Like, because I gave myself like a set date where I want to not set date. Like, you know, I said to myself, I want to be back around this time. I set my targets where, you know, because they're important as well as a footballer to make targets, make them realistic as well, which makes you, like, that keeps me motivated. You know, if I give myself targets and then like, you know, small targets where I can just build up on, that just keeps me like, you know, once I meet this target, it gives me something new to work on, something new to like stride for towards. Um, otherwise, like I'll get, I'll get my target. Then if I get set back on the way, I'll start thinking, oh, this is not meant to happen or like, you know, like, like I can't get back. So like, yeah, so the hardest part was when I start feeling, you know, well, like, so when I start feeling like, um, like not, not giving up, but feeling demotivated, that's when I, you know, I, I, re, I reassess my targets and then, then I adjust them to depending, like, you know, to maybe, like, to adjust them to how I'm feeling or, like, make them more realistic, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's normal in football to just sometimes, in anything, not just football, in anything sometimes, because you put in so much work and sometimes you don't get the results instantly, you start feeling, deep, like, not motivated to do it again. So, but the thing is, it's all about staying consistent and um, just um, assessing your targets and re retargeting stuff and then just changing everything, trying other stuff. Like sometimes it only takes is like you might say your target is this to, to, to look like let's say example um my re, my injury up I said I wanted to be back on on the pitch running um would be able to run around six seven months into my rehab that's what I was saying but then luckily for me I was because I was doing so well in my rehab so that because I gave it six like six seven months so in my head I knew like you know realistically I need to work really hard for it so throughout my whole rehab I felt like I focused on working hard all the little stuff I need to do I made sure I did it on uh, to the to the exact, even you try and do even more to recover, and then and then I was lucky to come back, you know, be be pitch ready earlier than expected. So so that helped me, you know, to give me more motivation, more more confidence. If I can see like the results, or oh, I'm back quicker than I'm expected. But at the same time, like you know, because with ACL, you gotta be so careful not to come back too early, because you can really like you know set yourself back. If you come back too early, and you go back again. You can do more damage than you did before. Then you'll be back again. So like you know. Then I set my target. I'm back early. Then let's see. Oh, let's let's like, let's let's set another target. See, like what more? What, what else can I can do? So let's say, oh, by seven months, let's say I start getting the balls out. You know, being able to strike the ball, maybe to be able to run with the ball. Then after that, I'll be saying, oh, stuff like that. This with with these targets. Um, yeah. Not 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 just talking about injury here. How many? Yeah. Do you set? Do you set just the one target? Do you say, all right, let's. Let's get the balls out in seven weeks, or do you set a few? Do you set like two or three? I set, I set, um, I normally set around, I don't set too much because you know, then you start losing track of everything. You want to yeah, set something enough where you can, you know, you can always look at it and you can always like remember them. But when you start setting too many targets, you start, you thought that like, you can't really focus on them. You, you think about targets where that you think like you know, are really important to you or something that's really going to make a difference for you. So I'll set myself maybe around five targets. Um, sometimes you can do more, sometimes you can do less. Like sometimes if you do less targets, it gives you more motivation to, you know, because you only got them type of thing to think about, so you can really push for them. But then like, you know, um, if you give yourself more targets, you can have a wider range to work from. Because, you know, sometimes if you lose, like, lose a bit of motivation, you're doing the same thing so many times, you start getting bored of it. Which is, yeah, you have to work around, you know what I mean? So that's just different ways of looking at it. Depends how you're feeling and, you know, what type of person you are. Because sometimes you can be that type of person. Some people who, all they need is two targets and they're willing to do repeat the same thing over and over and again. But other people, like, they get bored of doing the same things. 
So you need to change mm. it up, just you know, freshen things up. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely, no, no, I love that because yeah, there's there's been so many times where I fell, fell onto that exact track yeah. where either you set yourself like maybe two, maybe three targets where yeah. it it might have got demotivated because you've been doing it so, yeah. or sometimes it, it might have been like, oh, I want to do this in a two month frame, and I've yeah. all of it done in a month, yeah. and then it kind yeah. of stagnates you a little bit, and you're like, right, do yeah. I? Relax for a bit. Do I make new goals? Like, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think that's a really important thing to do as well. Sometimes you know, celebrate yeah. mini goals that you had. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so important to be hungry and say, what's next? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it's it, it's always good to celebrate those small victories. Um, yeah. Anything you need to do to reward yourself with uh, small small victories like that? Um. Not really, because like you know, I'm I'm so used to because I'll be so excited once I get that target. I'm always thinking, oh, what's next? What's next? So I don't feel like you know, because then for me, like in order to reward yourself, you have to like obviously you want sometimes you want to treat yourself for them things, but because all them little targets are all towards an end goal. So once you get the the, the way I think is like you know, instead of celebrating those little goals all the time, once you get the big one, then you can you know have a bit of moment you know reflect and celebrate them. And it's also wow. good when you're doing your targets to write them down. You know, when you can write them down, you can really think about them. I mean, like, you know, you know obviously sometimes now, because all the technology you can write on your phone, but I feel sometimes better to write on a piece of paper, but then obviously then you actually, like, involve your writing it down, and then when you write it, you're actually thinking properly about it, rather than typing it in. And then and from there, you can always look back on your targets, and then you can look back on, you know, how sometimes, let's say mm. sometimes you go a few, like, few months down the line, you go all these targets, and you had a setback in that like, few months yeah. down the line. And then yeah, you well, can look back. Yeah, you can about. Yeah. You'll love this then because yeah. I put down my monthly yeah. targets here, and yeah. one of my monthly targets was to get a podcast with you. So I can. <laughs> right? I can just take that one off now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> why you have it all written down. So, and then now, like example, like you got down your board there. You're gonna look at it. And then maybe a few months down the line, when you're losing a bit of motivation, or maybe something's not working for your podcast, you can look it back and say, oh. Like you haven't done, like it's not your fault. On you had to really had a bit of success already. You can look back, so you can't always be like you know you be proud of yourself because you come a long way as well. So you always always have something written down, and even just now you've got it written down. You don't just rub it up. You might even take a picture of it and have it somewhere to know you can remember it. So Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, just keeps, you know, because it all just keeps you mentally active and everything. Because you know football and in general, football is like mentally is very it's a tough game. So what it is so mentally it needs to be really really strong. Like that's the biggest part in football. You might have all the technical ability, everything, but if you ain't mentally strong, like you're gonna struggle. Because mentally, when it's when it's like you know the training is gonna be a lot harder the closer you get to the first team. Um, it's gonna be a lot stricter. Everything's gonna be a lot harder. So you know mentally, you have to be so so strong. And then even when sometimes when things are going so well, you might be, you might be hit with a little setback of injuries, and then that might set you back. So you can't just look at it as a, like a negative. You must try and take the positive out of everything, and then mentally being strong is really, really important in all aspects of not just being a footballer. I think just generally in life and everything. So literally, like that's why when you're writing your goals, you're writing your goals, and then you're thinking about them. You can always look back on them as a little success, like not always looking at the negative. It throws you down the line. So, and then when you do meet that big target you're striving for, you can look at you can look at the steps that helps you, almost like a br- blueprint that got you to where you want to be. And there's almost mm-hmm. like, you know, whenever you, like, whenever you get a setback, you can always look back on it. So look that's why on, they yeah, don't yeah, like injury because 
like that's what I did with my injury because like I went from like you know from Brighton to playing for Arsenal, being at the top of the world, like you could say like you know playing for the one of the best clubs in the world, best academies in the world as well, developing players to like you know being like almost like to nothing because you're injured, you don't play for anybody, you're out of the game, and also yeah, I went back to the basics of working hard, training hard, doing everything, doing working on my like literally basic the ball control, ball mastery, running, everything like that, and then that got me back to where I am now again. So literally, and then I can just, I just know that now, if anything happens out, like anything happens in the future where I might get an injury or my event something, I got the blueprint. Like I've been out before, I know how it is, I know what I need to do to get back to where I was. So you always have like you know something to look back on. So that's why I feel like writing it down, and then you know, so you're really involved mentally with everything. It just keeps you active mm-hmm. and just keeps you like you know mentally strong. And so when something happens in the future, you're always like you're already going through something, you know. I have a little experience I leave from it.